Welcome to Lori Jewett Unscripted, the show where we talk to really awesome people and dive deep into their stories to share with you how they uncovered their hidden superpowers so you can learn how to identify and unleash yours. Here's your host, Lori Jewett. I'm excited to introduce my guest today, and I think I'm going to get her name right. We'll see. Today, I'm with Sophia Gonzalez. Did I get it right? Yeah, perfect. Close. I literally wrote an S over the C on her name so I could like try to remember how to pronounce it. So <laughs> Sophia is the a spiritual coach and mentor. Her business name is Spiritually Nourished, but we're going to talk a lot about her upcoming podcast that will be coming up, I think you said in December. So first off, thank you for taking the time to come on. I know you're like quite literally on the other side of the world for me. So it's super <laughs> cool to have you. But why don't you take just a minute or two or however long you need and dive in a little bit deeper and introduce yourself and then we'll have a fun conversation. Fabulous. Um, Thank you for having me first and foremost. It's an absolute pleasure. And yeah, like uh, having the time zones thing, it's all uh, really different being evening here and stuff. So um, yeah, no, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, so my name's Sophia, as you said, and I am a spiritual coach and mentor. I've been on a spiritual path um, since I was a little girl, but as I've got a little bit older, as I've been through um, a few spiritual awakenings, shall we say, I got divorced just after COVID. My dad passed away, sadly, at the end of last year. And it's kind of all kind of um, rolled into this spiritual path and everything telling me to go with it and create my spiritual business that's always been on the back burner. So I registered my company and uh, started it this year. So teaching yoga was kind of the foundation as I've done that for a while. And then I've been practicing tarot and uh, crystal healing and all that sort of thing on friends and family for the last couple of years. And I've kind of just gone out there and then thought, hey, I'll do a podcast. So um, yeah, that launches in December. Um, So that's in a nutshell, <laughs> how I got to where I am today. I I love that you have kind of walked through that path of what you needed to do and get it off the back burner. And that is super cool. So what's the name of the podcast? Uh, the Positivity Paradox. Love that. It's yeah, a very it's a- fun name. It, it's like, it makes me think of like, um, I don't know. Uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of the show? Big Bang Theory meets like super <laughs> positivity. I don't know. I like it. I love the but I'm weird. I hear the word paradox and I automatically think of Big Bang Theory for some reason. So <laughs> I'm a huge Big Bang Theory fan. I literally binge watch it all the time. So yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> brilliant. It's one of my favorite programs. So yeah. And um, I used to be cabin crew before and we used to stay in Pasadena. So it's kind of like a blast from the past for me as well. Like just watching it. I'm like, oh, they live in Pasadena. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> really sad, I know. But yeah. Um, no, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> and the positivity side, because kind of the reasoning behind it is um, I am quite a positive, upbeat person. And um, obviously, I've always kind of like tried to instill positivity in others. um, But also know that sometimes there's toxic positivity and sometimes actually acknowledging the shadow side or that there are negative emotions and feelings and thoughts. And that's okay. Um, And kind of that's why it's kind of the paradox, because I want it to be inspiring and positive, but also whilst acknowledging those things that we need to kind of work through. Um, So yeah, hope that (laughs) kind of makes a little bit of sense. No, that makes perfect sense because sometimes we do, right? We try and, and I've been guilty of it. We try and like be over positive and not address the underlying issues. And then it just becomes kind of buried and you don't want to bury that kind of stuff. You got to, you know, process it, get through it. And then 
you won't have to deal with it again. But and I think that's a huge problem in the world today that we do. And I did it, you know, for I had something that I were I um repressed. Is that the right word? Yeah. So, yeah. Repressed. I don't know. I held back and like buried it for 20 years, 15, 20 years before I realized that I needed to work through it. And I'm like, man, what what could have been different? But at the same time, I don't want to go back and change it because I learned so many lessons during that time frame that I'm able to, you know, use and help other people. So yeah. So, you know, you're I am like the worst yoga student ever. And I use like virtual yoga. I've got like the tempo machine. And so the the, the teachers can't see me or hear me and they're not even live. Um, <laughs> but so I think that's really cool because whenever you're working through things and trying to, uh, you know, get to that place where you can embrace the positivity and like not the toxic, toxic positivity, you need to learn how to, you know, meditate and yoga is a really good way to do that. So for people, I'm a horrible meditator. I have severe ADHD and I'm like, 10 seconds of trying to like chill and meditate. And my brain is like, I'm like hypothetically starting businesses in my head and coming up with all these great ideas. Um, but what what is some advice you have for people that are, are just getting into that space, you know, trying to learn meditation, yoga, all that? 100%. My myself used to be very much like that. Like meditation for me was like, how do people meditate? How do people sit here and, you know, things come in your mind? And first things first is, actually, it's quite normal for things to come into our minds. And actually, meditation isn't about stopping thoughts. It's that it, it's a practice of kind of thinking, okay, thoughts are going to come, I'm going to acknowledge them, but I'm going to let them pass. I'm not going to ruminate on them. So that's kind of like the first thought of meditation. But also the fact that there's many ways to meditate, you don't have to be sat in lotus position, chanting om or anything else like that. You can literally walk it like I say to my mum, my mum's um, really active she could not no longer um she could no more fly to the moon than she could meditate she literally um can't do it and but she walks like she goes and walks outside in nature and I say to her that's your form of meditation Mm -hmm. because it clears your head it you leave your problems or, or your worries or anything at home and you just spend whatever time you'd set aside to go for a walk or whatever else in your headspace, but not thinking about what you need to do next. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so I'd say with some people, do active meditation, you know, whether it's, um, you know, swimming in the sea can be very meditative if you if you swim or, um, you know, it doesn't have to be that traditional sitting in a yoga class. Yoga is not for everyone. I'm a yoga teacher, but I, I, some people are never going to, are never going to get there with yoga. And that's okay because it's too, everybody's different. And we're not all going to just be able to sit there and breathe and relax. But breathing is a really good way. If you can anchor yourself in breathing, that alone can be really powerful. So yeah, hope there. A little bit of, yeah, background there. Yeah. No, I love that. Now, I, I wish I could remember the name of it. But a couple of weeks ago, I got on this like live training on, it was like breath work and um, meditation and all of that. And he had us do this crazy weird breathing where you like inhale super like as hard and long as you possibly can in your nose and then so it's like like I mean I was like actually getting movement you guys can't see this that are listening to just the audio but I'm like moving back and forward and I had like actual movement going and it was like 15 minutes solid and it was the weirdest thing but I felt really great afterwards um it was but it was so weird because at the time it's like I almost felt like I was gonna pass out a couple times and he's like that's totally normal yeah I'm like oh it's kind of creepy I don't I wish I remember the name of that breathing but it was like intense 
I mean, it could have been something like sun breath or something like that. If Were you exhaling really sharply or were you exhaling yeah. slowly? Yeah, it sounds like a sun breath or really, something yeah, like that. It was, yeah, I don't remember what it, it had like a kind of a fancy name, but I don't remember what it was. But um, so I love that, that you kind of see meditation as not just being, because when we hear that word, at least when I hear that word, you guys can like drop me a comment or something and tell me if you disagree. But when I hear that word, I you know, have some, imagine somebody sitting cross-legged, which I guess is the position. This is how bad I am at yoga. I'm like, I just follow the things. I don't know what anything's called. Although I do now know, like when they say get in warrior one or two, I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's all I can do. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I imagine somebody sitting cross-legged in a quiet room with like, I don't know, candles and crazy soft music. I have no idea. But so it's really cool to think that, you know, swimming or walking in nature, things like that can be your version you know whoever you are I think that's really cool another thing like I say to a lot of people who struggle with it is simply journaling and or coloring um again it's mindfulness techniques but some people find that by creating that's where they get into flow where they get into that stage where they can actually fully kind of release anything which is essentially with meditation we're kind of like letting go um, and it's mm-hmm. and we can do it in other ways. There's so many other ways. And I think we do all typically think our oh, meditation, it's that cross-legged position on the floor, but it doesn't have to be. And I think that's where there's a block maybe for many people because they just presume, well, I can't do that. Um, understandably, it's very difficult for a lot of people to do. Um, but yeah, I think introducing different ways. And what I think most people find is when you've tried these other ways, you might it might lead to the fact where you can sit in a room cross-legged, you know, uh, never say never type thing, but start small, start with something that resonates with you as a person. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that. It sounds like as a coach and mentor that you kind of meet people where they're at. And I think that's incredibly important because if you told me to go sit in a room and like by myself, I'm like, I will get so bored and I'm going to take my phone in there because when I get bored, I'm going to need to like do something either productive or play a mindless game right and you know I have and I I mean I don't really think this counts but I'm gonna say it anyway because it popped in my head and that's just what I do but I have this like mindless game and I'm learning that most people have a mindless game they play on their phone and um that's something that like when I do that I don't have to think about it and so my mind can kind of like flip from here to there and I can kind of I come up with a lot of good ideas when I'm just literally sitting there clicking that and it's funny because people think I'm like you know, totally zoned in on that, but I'm not, I'm zoned in in, in Lori's little field of sunflowers, <laughs> but by yeah. way of clicking that, cause my hands always have to be busy. Like I've got, literally I'm surrounded by fidgets. So I'm that person that fidgets were invented for. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's, and that's kind of like the way you meditate, but because by the fidgets or whatever it is you're using, you're freeing your brain because you're, you're, you know, and, and, and that's, there's a lot to be said for that and methods work for different people. And that's, that's awesome. The fact that you're, you've got your flow by doing something else. So yeah. Well, let's let's dive a little bit deeper into the podcast. I know in the in your description that you gave me, you talked a little bit deeper about what the the purpose and goal is and what people can expect to get out of it. So let's talk about that a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um so it's kind of it's I wanted it to be a platform of positivity, obviously as I've said. Um but I want it to kind of be quite personal um relatable so there will be stories that I will tell for myself and I'll have guests on to tell their stories and it'll be a mix of kind of ways that people can um develop themselves spiritually um inspire them to 
work through things and to heal themselves. So I'm a big believer, like I work as a healer, a light worker, but it's not me who heals people. It's them who heal themselves. I'm the inspiration to be there. And I'm hoping that the podcast inspires people um, to help themselves and give them methods and and, um, ways of doing so. Um, Also to kind of just let people know they're not alone. I think in this, I think there's been a massive shift um, in recent years, you know, pandemic, everything else. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. It's it's a it's a difficult place, I think. Um, and it's kind of enlightening people to maybe see a different perspective um, and maybe work through things that have been there and haven't been a priority for them. So I kind of wanted to be, it to be an authentic platform so that people can relate to myself and other guests that I have on there to... Um, to become the best version of themselves really um and I know that sounds really kind of cliche but so that they can go okay you know even if I inspire one person to do something that you know meditate for example after today or you know buy something else if I can inspire one person then I'll be super happy because it's just about elevating the vibration elevating the consciousness of the collective just to bring the world up a little bit. And I know that sounds a little bit hippy-dippy and I do sometimes sound a bit like that. But yeah, I just want to spread a little bit of healing really and, and help others learn how to heal themselves, not only because they need to be better, but also to learn to love themselves a little bit more because we're our own worst critics, you know, myself included. We can be so harsh on ourselves. And what I want to do is kind of encourage people to look at themselves and start to fall in love with who they actually are and know Mm. that they are worthy of self-care, self-love, self-appreciation and not put themselves down because that's when we become people pleasers and it's a whole, you know, everything else. So I kind of just want to inspire and empower people to do that. Yeah. And I, I love that because we do, right? A lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us do put everybody else first and don't take time for ourselves, whatever that means. You know, and it's different for everyone. Um, Yeah, whatever it is for you. And I think that's important for people to pay attention to and themselves and realize that they need to take care of themselves. You can't pour from an empty cup. Oh, my God. That is literally what I say to people all the time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Edit. Yeah, I literally every when I speak to people, when I'm talking to people, um, I started off as a fitness coach, ironically, and was kind of like in health and fitness. But I'd always end up on the phone to people and being like, you can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to look after yourself first. And if you don't feel like working out, if that's not working for you, it's like the worst fitness coach ever. Um, but I would be more like, you need to look after your mental health and your well-being, and you know, you need to make yourself feel good. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we need to like divulge a little bit here because I'm not a hardcore fitness coach PT person. It's just not going to work. Um, that would be me too. I'd be like, um, it sounds like you need a little chocolate, so go grab a Reese's, and um, yeah, I would be the worst fitness coach ever. Yeah, I, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you, you go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's just so. Uh, yeah, so I, it's I, like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. And what we all try and do is we all think, right, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. So-and-so needs me to do this. And then if you do put yourself first, you feel guilty. And you're like, oh, and you feel selfish. And then what I've found in, ironically, I mean, after the kind of spiritual awakenings, I decided to start putting myself first a little bit, which is hard sometimes. But what I found is because people aren't used to me saying no, and people aren't used to me putting up boundaries. I did get pushback to start with because 
people didn't like it because they're like, well, she's the yes girl. She always says yes. She always says it. And that's one thing I would say to be mindful for, for most people is not everybody's going to be happy about you setting boundaries, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't set them. <laughs> I'm I'm literally going through that same thing right now. So I totally understand because it's when people are so used to you know, being in my problem is I make myself way too available. I like 24 hours a day, whoever, any if it's friends, family, clients, doesn't matter. I, you know, I've always been available. And now I'm like, no, I need, I need some, some Lori time, some family time. And my priorities have changed. And I, there are people that don't like that. And it's, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of difficult. And for me, I, one of the like boundaries that I'm trying to set is not responding right away because I feel, always feel like I have to respond right away. And then when I do, sometimes the message is too short and I miss something or I don't read it in, in you know, its entirety. But people are so used to hearing back from me almost instantly that people, I'll get like second messages. Um, Are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. I'm just trying to like take care of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it, and it does, and you will get that. I mean, hopefully you'd like to think at some point people are going to realize, okay, she needs some time or, or he, if it's, you know, a male. Um, that person needs some time for them. And it doesn't, it's not a reflection because of how they feel about me that they're not replying or they're not getting back to me straight away. It's just that actually they have a million other things to do and yeah. that's okay. Um, but yeah, I do think that people, when you have been a people pleaser and a yes person, it does. It's it's hard. To set, it's hard on you to set those boundaries, but then yes. other people around you struggle to start with. But you know, you've got to start somewhere, and people will get used to it. Very true. Least. Eventually, yeah. Well, hopefully, they will, right? <laughs> Otherwise, they're not your people. That's what I try and think. If they're not, if they're not okay with it, they're not your people. And they're your people are out there. That's like my whole my whole message that I try and get out is be authentically you and do what you got to do for you. Because there are people out there that will love you even more because of that. And if people don't like you whenever you're doing what you got to do to be authentic and be yourself, then they're not your people. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you can you can spend a lifetime being that person that they want you to be, but actually they're not your people because you're not being you. And yeah, it's massively. And um, it's brave to do that, though. It's It takes a lot for somebody to do that because I think we get so used to being molded through childhood and everything else that you you kind of feel that you always have to fit in and then all of a sudden something happens that makes you realize actually no I don't want to fit into that mold that's not me and yeah it, and it's learning all over again isn't it like and meeting people again and yeah it's, it's a big thing I like that you said that you're learning all over again because we really are right we kind of have to relearn things and I think that's for me that's kind of fun because it's like oh wait I've never done it this way or whatever it is, like, you know, putting myself first, anything like that, never done it this way. And then I can do that. Yay. hundred <laughs> percent. And I think, I think I'm very, yeah, I think you're very similar to me and you like to use those experiences to help other people. And that's absolutely what I love to do too. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think when you've struggled through things, it is your biggest teacher, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. obviously, uh, and, and sometimes like don't get me wrong I don't like to say like you said earlier actually drawing on what you said you wouldn't change any of it because of what you've learned you wouldn't change the fact that you did things differently because of what you've learned and this is the thing our mistakes or whatever are not failures they are lessons and they're they're really valuable lessons like you said that you can use not only for your own life but to help others along the way and that's yeah that's invaluable in my opinion yeah so I'm going to ask you my favorite question Go um, what, what is something that you viewed as a deficit or negative in your life that you eventually realized was a superpower? Um, so I have always been a massive crier. <laughs> 
and I know this sounds really like, like I literally cry at everything. I cry at, I mean, I what was the film called? I can't remember. Uh, the Negotiator. I mean, it's not even a sad film. <laughs> and I cried. I literally cried at everything. Um, so as a kid, I was always the same. And um, I always saw it as like, you need to be stronger. You need to be more resilient. You need to be more, um, you know, you've got to just grow a pair, really, you know, get sort yourself out. Um, but as I've got older, I realized that one, being a crier means that I release anything that's inside me. So for myself, I release everything. But also what it's done is made me so much more, my empathy has made me so much more relatable to other people. And so I feel, you know, like when somebody's really hurting, I can feel that and I can really step into being there for them. And to me, that's a superpower because I can, like you say, empathize with them. I can go, right, okay. I can't, you know, I can't make the situation, whatever the situation is better, but I can just be there and I can just be like, I'm here. Tell me what you need me to do. And I think, you know, having that level of understanding and being able to put myself in other people's shoes quite easily is the biggest superpower and kind of my reason for doing everything that I'm doing now, I suppose. So yeah, my I sensitivity. Love, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that's fantastic because I'm very similar. I am super empathetic. I, I get very emotional at movies. My husband and I were having a conversation yesterday and I started reading something on my phone and I had tears like bubbling up in my eyes. He didn't even ask because he knew it was probably... <laughs> somebody's dog passed away and I'm like I was feeling for him because I'm like I I can relate to that 100%. but yeah so I, I think that's I think that's great that you're using that and the cool thing about the guests that I have on the show is almost everybody has something that at one point they thought was a negative that they're able to use to make an impact on other people and I just love it 100% and I think that's what made that's what many people should be made aware of what they've always thought is their weakness can also like you say be your superpower I mean I've I've read your stuff about what's your superpower as well. And yeah, it's it's kind of, I think it's super inspiring and it's a lovely way to look at things that we see as a kind of not something that we've tried to hide maybe or tried to, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, why am I hiding this? This is this is a wonderful thing to be, you know? So yeah, no, I agree. Right? Yeah, no, it's super Well, cool. and I, I've gotten some of the coolest answers to that question. I've, some of them, what was, uh, I can't, I can't think of it, but I've gotten the coolest answers. Like somebody's was, um, that she was an overshare. She talked too much. And that used to be, you know, something that held her back, but then she started embracing it and now she's a great coach. So I think it's really cool that people are learning that about themselves. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, definitely. So I, I just have two more. Two more. Yeah. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. My Wi-Fi, y'all y'all are used to this. My Wi-Fi is crap because it rained like two days ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all good. So you've got two more questions. Yeah, well, two exactly. more things yeah. I want to discuss though. Yeah, Is there cool. anything... Is there anything so far that you want to cover that we haven't covered or haven't, you know, dived deep enough into yet? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't or any know. just basic advice for people, anything like that? My basic advice for people, I think my my biggest piece of advice, first of all, is is be authentic, be yourself. Like we've said, we have already kind of touched on that, but I think it's so important in this modern day world, especially when you have social media, when you have everything blaring at you, that you should be a certain way. And I think it's so it's so heartbreaking that that is what we all look not that people aspire to mm -hmm. instead of being truly authentic and actually listening to themselves. I think be yourself, learn to love yourself, learn to be happy in your own company fully. I think so many people really struggle to be by themselves. Um, and by doing those things, you will be in so much you will be in such a healed state. 
and remembering healing is not a destination. It's a journey like everything in life. But you will be feeling so empowered that you know you can heal yourself and you're okay yourself that whatever relationship or friendship or job or anything that comes up, you will feel confident to deal with anything that might come up that isn't how you planned it to be. So I really think by just being you, and loving who you actually are is just super important. Um, and I know that's not an easy thing for people to do because we've had years of conditioning that we should look a certain way. We should speak about certain things. We should act a certain way. Um, you know, women, men, everything caps. So, but yeah, I think we're coming into an age now where it is more accepted and hopefully that people can really see the value in themselves. I love that. The seeing the value in themselves, that's the key right there. That's the mic drop moment. I love it. So where, <laughs> where's the best place for people to find you? Um, so my social media links are spiritually underscore nourished um, on Instagram, spiritually nourished on Facebook. They're my kind of two platforms that I work on and I'll always respond to messages and everything. And then obviously dropping in December is the Positivity Paradox uh, podcast. So yeah, hopefully that will be super exciting and I'll look forward to welcoming you on the show um, awesome, as well. Yeah. That would be so cool. Um, yeah, that's basically, yeah, any questions I put contents and reels and stuff out there. So yeah, anything there really. Awesome. Well, and this is probably going to drop like mid-December, I think. I'm trying to remember how how far out I am. So that's perfect. So you guys make sure that you, because you're probably already in Spotify or Apple right now as you're listening to this. So while you're in there, look up the Positivity par- bleh, positivity Paradox. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say that three times fast. Um, yeah. And, you know, subscribe, follow, check that out. And um, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on, Sophia. I know that the time change is crazy, but I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> no, and thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Lori Jewett Unscripted. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss an episode. As always, please share this with someone that needs to hear it. We'll be back next week with another interesting superhero.